Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined again by Stephanie Hanlon Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I open a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. Today, more than any time before, we believe that we're living in and through what is unfolding as one of the most impactful global events in history. The COVID pandemic is driving never-before-seen change in the world, which is leading to escalating confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately, fear. Your view of the world, or more specifically, your view of your world, represents how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it, whether it is the growing societal divisiveness, the need to pivot in a business or career, or for many, the shifting family dynamics, few have trained for or know how to prepare for what is unfolding before us. However you are experiencing what is happening in your world, Stephanie and I are committed to guiding and supporting, facilitating deeper conversations in the realm of our mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being. These Mindset Matters episodes are intended to provide a context of what are bigger and deeper conversations that we hope inspire you to ask yourself different questions or to pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We invite you to check in, to ask yourself, is the path you're on the best path for your journey? And are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our intention for each Mindset Matters episode is to provide you useful tools that you can apply in your life to help you in taking meaningful steps in achieving your vision, your goals, to be your greatest self and live your best life. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, Mindset Matters. We have got an amazing show and I'm joined as always by my amazing, beautiful and very, very smart wife, Stephanie Hanlon. Hi, Patrick. Now we've got a very interesting topic, at least I think it's a very interesting topic. We've talked about fixed mindsets, we've talked about growth mindsets, we have actually did a series on or a podcast on a false mindset. This is interesting because we're going to be talking about the victim mindset. Now, that's an interesting topic, and uh, we were talking about it before we got on the show, and all I can say, ladies and gentlemen, is sometimes pre-show, we should just do a show on (laughs) pre-show. Because that would really get a lot of likes (laughs) or dislikes. That'll just like, what the hell are you guys (laughs) doing? Who are you guys, and how is it that you actually have a podcast? Okay, so let's talk about victim mindset, what it is, and why are we talking about it? You know, ultimately, it's because, as always, we see people, and we, as coaches, we uh, and even, I mean, we're people, we're, we are mere mortals and, uh, we do stuff too. And at the end of the day, we see where people get in their way, their own way, they get in the way of themselves. And then as we speak with them, we see this victimness show up, but let's define that. And let's talk about a victim mindset. So where do you want to start? Well, I think victim mindset, is, it, if you take it on, it can be somewhat insulting. You know, mm-hmm. if you call somebody a victim, you know, they're going to I am not a victim, right? It's a very um, polarizing word, right? But sometimes when we don't have someone or something to blame, then basically we can take it on ourselves. So 
taking on something that we don't feel we have any kind of control over, victim mindset is kind of actually linked a little bit to the false mindset. Okay, so I I heard what you said, and and I don't know that I'm I agree or that I'm following. So to me, you can't take it on yourself; otherwise, you wouldn't be the victim. So the whole point of victim is that you're either blaming. You're generally blaming. So there is a villain and there's somebody that you're blaming for something that you haven't got. So I want to go back a little bit and uh, follow the thought process, folks, if you're listening to this, is that let's go back to really what it is. I mean, at some level, conscious or unconscious, we'll in this case talk about conscious thought processes about something we want to achieve, a life we want to live, a goal we want to have, uh, something out there that says, I want to achieve something and then something gets in our way or... We just never arrive or we actually never take action. We never even take first steps. It's like the, let's give some examples. You know, an easy one to get to is I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then what happens is I'm too busy. I hurt myself. The weather sucks. I can't run. You know, whatever the story is, there becomes what sounds like excuses, but it really is. And you're being a victim to the excuse. Or to what's happening to you. You see it as something happening to you. Yes, as if you've got no control, this just happened. So I'm a victim to the circumstance, and there was nothing I could do about that. So that's generally where we enter those conversations, and then we look at it. Now, to achieve results beyond what you're currently achieving means you have to do something different than you're generally currently doing. So you have to up the game. So in other words, we'll go back to the workout. I'm going to lose weight. It means you got to eat less. You got to work out more. There's something that you have to do that you weren't doing before. So it means a change. So maybe uh, let's go even a little bit deeper. Say you want to achieve something in your career, uh, in your business, and uh, you're going to have a meeting. You're going to public speak. There's a classic example. All of these things can really be challenging for people. And rather than face that difficulty, face that fear, it's easy to come up with a excuse slash a reason, totally legitimate in your mind that says, I can't do that. So that is like kind of at the highest level, we're starting to get into what a victim mindset is, which is really Something happened to me that says I can't achieve that goal. I can't do what I say I want to do. I can't become who I want to become. And there's the first phases of victimness, if you will. Does that, is, am I, am yeah, I articulating all, Yeah, that? absolutely. That totally makes sense to me because in our lives and when we're setting a goal and we really have, you know, a vision for our lives and our future, we embark on what is generally called by Joseph Campbell, it sort of came up with this years ago, um, the hero's journey. Like we all want to have our goals. And when we set a goal and we want to elevate our performance to the next level, we at times see ourselves as a hero. And we are on a journey. And the hero's journey is so interesting because every hero needs a villain. And if we don't have a villain to push against, sometimes we don't actually achieve the goal we want. Or sometimes that villain gets in the way and we become a victim to that villain. And that's why, you know, in human nature, it's why we love, you know, Disney movies. It's why we love, you know, drama. It's why we love <laughs> the Walking Dead. You know, there's a villain, there's a villain, there's a victim, there's there's overcoming adversity. It's the hero's journey is very real to us. But what we're talking about today is the piece of it that we can pull out called the victim mindset. Okay, so let's go back to what you said there, right? In and, and that is there is the victim mindset. And in what you just 
presented, there was a villain. Okay, so that's a fairly pretty common, you know. Well, in order to be a victim, somebody we have to identify somebody as being the villain. Well, Somebody's doing some, something to well, us. Well, it could be a circumstance, so it doesn't have to be someone. But in this case, we're talking about an antagonist uh, versus a protagonist. And at the end of the day, there I am talking with my hands. So at the end of the day, uh, what happens is is we are the victim to this villain. Right now. We look at villains, and in life, at this point in our lives, we know, we know, and we're suggesting that having a villain is sometimes healthy. It's, you know, in all my years of business and life, there's always been some villain. Even if I'm trying to avoid a villain, villains show up. And, and it can be anything or anyone. In my world of sport, it can be a competitor, it can be a colleague, it can be um, a, a, like a, an old historical thought pattern, it can be a virus, it can be whatever we're pushing against or putting in that role where we're having to elevate our performance or find a way to be better. You know, in some ways, the villain can even be the government. You know, it could be the weather. But it's something that we're pushing against to make sure that we're working towards getting better. We can do it unconsciously, or we can have a villain consciously. Okay, so let's think about that bit, because you brought up government, which is always a good one for me. Um, we don't control that stuff, right? So we don't control government, so I can be a victim to the government. Or, or not, I can say, I'll work around that shit, you know? There's very little I can control in terms of what government does. They put in policies, there's tax consequences, whatever whatever the story is. Then I have to, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, I have to then say, what can I control? What can I do within the framework that's presented to me to actually continue to move forward and to succeed? And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes a long time. But okay, in that case, that was a government being a villain. So where are we going with this? Okay, so that's a really good example. But we can always, if we are committed or addicted to the hero victim mentality, or I need a villain in order to move my life forward, we will constantly then replace that villain with the next villain. So that government, we could actually have a, a huge conversation and a fight and we get the adrenaline and the charge in our body talking about the government. And then that story goes away and the next villain shows up. Now it's a virus. Now we're super excited. And the next thing you know, a flood shows up and super excited about that. We don't even realize we're excited, but a villain or something we're pushing against that's drawing us forward. If it's unconscious, it actually drives us on a on a cellular and, a, and on a level that we are not actually working in a positive way moving through that adversity. We're just replacing one villain with another. And if you want to get a little bit deeper in that, that is what keeps people stuck and it keeps people in the victim mindset. Too deep? No, it's not too deep. It's I'm trying to... This is a, an interesting conversation because it actually started with the realization with a couple of clients, a couple of people that we're working with, is that they're in their own way. So in other words, they're stuck, they can't achieve something. And the realization is that in order, people say they want to change. We say this all the time. People say they want to change, but actually they don't want to change. They actually would changing, they want a different result. They just don't want to have to do something different to do it. And they don't want to change. And there's a, a, a myriad of reasons they don't want to change. You know, what will their friends think of them? What will their family think of them? What will their workmates think of them if they had to change, if they had to do something different? So it's far easier, by the way, 
in some people's mind to just say, I can't do that because, okay? And it's because of some person. In this case, we're talking about a villain. Uh, it could be the weather. It could be the economy. Uh, we just talked about the government. So there's different layers, I guess, of this conversation called being a victim. And in, in, the, in what you're bringing up is around what is the villain? Is there a villain? So uh, just for clarification. So as we go through this, the invitation to people listening to this is ask yourself a couple questions that revolve around where is, who is, or where is the villain? What is the villain in your life? What is getting in your way? Are you being a victim? Because it's really easy to be a victim. Here's the thing about it. You always then have a reason not to achieve what you say you want to achieve, whether you're saying that out loud or even internal dialogue. Let's just assume that you have some version of that because lots of people go through life, far too many, sadly, go through life without an intended outcome. They, they're not... They're trying to make money or they're trying to pay their bills or they're trying to do something, but it's not a, it's not beyond their scope of possibilities or abilities. And so they don't, they're not even thinking in these terms and they won't even be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Good point. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're still with us, even in this crazy conversation, we are looking at what gets in our way of moving forward. And it's very easy to fall into being a victim. It really is. I, I know that even with all my training and all my awareness and you know self-actualization, I actually find myself being a victim. And mostly I'm now, do you know what the evolution is for me? Tell me. I'm a victim of me. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm I know. not surprised. That's, that's profound. I sometimes am a victim of you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm profound, but I'm a victim of myself. That's deep. So it is really deep. Okay, so let's go back uh, because you work with lots of athletes. And I know that on the hero's journey and in the work that you do with some athletes, you actually spell out to them where that villain might be and how they can actually take that, flip it, and use it as an inspiration uh, to actually achieve bigger results. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's I, talk about that. Okay, so I think the biggest thing that I've learned over the champion's journey, I think if if anybody's been on our our, our rain journey through shift and the champion's journey, is that um, I base it loosely on the hero's journey. And if you've ever watched a movie or a television show and you see the victim or somebody that something's happening to them, the minute they can identify the villain then they have something to fight against. So then you're not just, they're not just a victim. So with athletes, for example, there's always going to be somebody to compete against. So we can decide we're either going to compete against the one who's got the title right now with the target on their back and we're looking forward, or we're going to be a victim and the villain is somebody lower than us or somebody that we are afraid of that we think we're going to, that they're going to take our spot. Okay. So let's think about, okay. Cause you're talking about in a sport that's judged, the judges are the villains. Oh, absolutely. It's those Russian judges, damn it. <laughs> well, everybody knows that, right? <laughs> that That's a story that a lot of athletes in, in, in ice dance or skating or in, in even in gymnastics, they can put the judges in that role of villain. 
so easily so they can actually take their power away from being the best they can the best performer they can be because they give their power away to the judges because they think that they're the villain or they think that some a certain competitor is the villain and i've noticed over the last little while you know in the last journey in the last 10 15 years in ice dance and then in ice hockey before that is that we take the time to identify who's going to be the villain this time so for example at an at a a Grand Prix event or a world championship, I've noticed that a lot of this, my clients will decide who's going to be the villain, who are they going to be pushing against, who are they really truly competing against. And it actually decreases their energy. It decreases their performance uh, levels. It decreases the energy that they have to, to create because they're putting a ton of energy into this villain that actually doesn't even really exist. It's a story that they're telling themselves. So, but... It, it's fine in competitive, like that's with Ice Academy in Montreal, for example, we've got the the world champions, we've got the country champions of, of sorry, the national champions of, of 18 different countries. So they can at times take turns who's going to be the villain this week. Mm-hmm. Like right now we got to, we really got to compete against the Americans because they're getting too. So that's a really great way of competing and, and finding, but it's still allowing the uh, the psychology to put into the villain so that they get to be a little bit of a victim so they have something to push against. So, but I, I, I don't know if I'm looking at it that way. And this is your narrative or your kind of philosophy on this. But if I know who I think the victim is or the villain is, I can't be a victim to it. Now, I can use that as inspiration. That's the point. As but- soon as you identify the villain, it takes the power away. But if you can't identify the victim, or the if you think you're the a villain, sorry, if you can't identify the villain, you can remain a victim to it. And mm-hmm. we're seeing it right now. I'm seeing it right now with an un- unknown villain called a virus, for example, or an unknown villain. We don't really know the quote unquote government, mm-hmm. but we can make them the villain. But as soon as we go, okay, that's what that is. The villain is that. Now I can get my power back. Now I can actually take responsibility and take care of myself. If the villain, for example, is a virus, then I better get myself healthy. Mm-hmm. I better take care, get back to working out on a other level, take my vitamins, get my immune system up. So when you identify what the villain is, you can take responsibility. So in, in sport, for example, or in business, if somebody's coming against you or they're a villain or they're acting against you and you can identify it, then you can begin the strategies because that villain will also have a weakness. They always do. So, okay. So the you know, in 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 my goal, and I and I know your goal of this podcast is to bring to attention certain aspects of, in this case, mindset that we're talking about a victim mindset, which is going to actually open up the conversation for you to have, maybe just with yourself, of things that are getting in your way, and by identifying and seeing the fact that you may have villains in your life that you you're charged around, they're they're bad, they're they're, they're coming in, after you. They're coming after you. They're what's in your way. And if only they weren't there, I'd achieve that goal. And so you get to be a victim to it. And what we're trying to do is break it down and bring your attention to it to say, identify the villains in your life, whatever that might be, you know, people or circumstances, and eliminate the, the intention here is to eliminate that excuse by taking the charge off it, realizing that if you're in the world of I'm a victim to this. 
that will stop you from moving forward as opposed to saying, oh, that's just resistance that I'm facing. And in order for me to get stronger, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean up against it and I'm going to approach it differently. It totally shifts your mind and your view of the world and actually moves you will move you forward in how you approach it because it's way different to approach something from a victim mindset versus a I'm just going to get this handled mindset and I'm being aware that I'm just making excuses. Absolutely. And I think you nailed it because when we identify the villain in any story, that allows us to get our power back. And if we don't do that, what happens is human nature. And maybe this is a little bit too deep, but if we don't identify that and we don't have someone to blame for the bad times, we can actually sometimes turn on one another you know, historically in fiction and stories. It's why, you know, for example, politicians currently, they position themselves in an us versus them kind of scenario and they do it with such ease, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they know that most people are going to put them in the role of villain. And then we basically fight against I wish, that. I wish that was the case. I, <laughs> I think most people put them, they elevate them. Well, they put them on a pedestal. Okay, yeah. so we won't get into politics because you know how I go when I go with politics. Okay, <laughs> so you know the, the the point of this, is, you know, for you that are still listening and and hopefully trying to get something out of this, trying to follow this train of thought, is to realize that what we can find ourselves in is this resi- this excuse for not changing, for not growing, for actually not having the awareness of what's in our way because it's not your fault. And that's ultimately what happens here. It's not my fault. And so this isn't about blame. It's about the realization that when you shift the thought, when you look at what's happening to you, that villain that's in your life, what can you gain from that? What can you actually take and grow and actually leverage it and shift it so that it turns out to be that fuel, I guess, maybe fuel Mm -hmm. to take your game to the next level. Don't let it beat you down. It's, you know, the, you know, we often joke about Clint Eastwood with me because I'm getting old is don't let the old man in. And that's true, right? It's, it's, I could actually let my age be the villain and be the excuses. And there's some legitimate stuff that happens with age. But at the end of the day, I look at it and go, don't let the old man in. And so how do I stay above that? Now, This whole conversation is around the victim mindset. So let's just keep drawing it back and giving some tools to handle that mentality. The first one is awareness, always. Self-actualization is about the awareness of who you're being, how you're being, and what's getting in your way of achieving. So if you don't have a goal, but you're not satisfied with your life, or you don't have a view of what you want your life to look like, or feel like, or be like, well, you're already handicapped. So how do you, then you've got no excuses because you, well, you got nothing to, you, you got nothing to achieve anyway. So, okay. It doesn't matter. Nothing's <laughs> Let's go in sit on the couch. Let's go sit on the couch. Okay. So, but that's not the point. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably uh, an A-type personality or an overachiever or want to be that achiever. And these are things that will help you get moving forward towards a outcome. So what yeah. do you want your life to look like? Don't make excuses. Don't be a victim. Take responsibility for it. Hold yourself accountable Sounds for so it. Sounds so easy when you say oh, it like that. No. But you know, it's so fun in my work, in a fun, you know, quote unquote fun. <laughs> fun. Okay. When F-U-N. F-U-N. When, when I really have that moment of connection with a client or with somebody who gets their, where even just being a slight victim to somebody who is, they've 
elevated to the role of villain in their story is the humility, the breakthrough, and the energy that comes back to them. And in some ways, when, you know, I can point it out with humor at, at times, and we can, you know, call it, think about, I don't know, Thor or Loki, his brother was the villain and Thor was the hero. And, you know, you look in through his story, history and you look in movies, if we can just chunk it down and go, oh, I had that person in the role of villain in my life. I gave that person so much energy and so much of my time and attention that I actually didn't take care of the details that I needed to do to be a champion or to be a hero in my own life. Thank you for that lesson. And then take it, get your power back. But you know what's really funny about human nature is that as we grow and we get to another level, we find a new villain. Mm-hmm. And there's another villain and then another villain. And as you said earlier, as we get to that level of self-actualization and you you look at the highest level on the on the David Hawkins uh, power versus force chart, uh, the highest level of energy is bliss. And there was only like, they say six people in the world that could actually operate from that level, which was like Buddha, yeah. Jesus, yeah, like gosh. those dudes. Like I have moments. <laughs> and we all, you know, I think we all somehow, but if we're still looking for the villain, if we still need to push against and fight and look for the drama and I need to be a hero over here and the that hero's journey can be so attractive and so addictive that it actually keeps us away from living truly the life we say we want. Okay, so how do we kind of bring this together in a way that people can come up, you know, like in a way that people can come away with an understanding of a next step? So let's break this down a little bit. I, I really, that's because that's how my brain works. So first and foremost, context. Don't be a victim of your life and what's happening to you. Look at the villains and say, where are the villains in my life? And are they really villains or is it just how I hold the spaces? And, and what do I do to get rid of those villains? Like mostly, often, it's just a decision that you're afraid to make. It's a confrontation or a courageous conversation that you're not willing to have. And then we have to break it down to say, where, like hold a mirror up and go, where am I? just really where like i i'm not kidding i'm i'm trying as we're having this conversation i'm trying to think about where am i who's the villain right now in my life and and i keep coming back to i've had many villains and ultimately i i'm and i i realize i said it earlier but i'm not joking about that i am my biggest villain i really am the only person that's ever in my way because of that awareness that i have i can blame a lot of circumstances i can blame a lot of things but when i chunk it down it always comes back to me. Decisions I made, choices I made. Or didn't make. Or didn't make. Or am I kicking, I'm kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, lots of times I make decisions to kick the can down the road. You know, I had an interesting meeting with one of my teams today. And that meeting really led to the understanding that I could actually blame them for some, and it, I mean, they're doing a great job. I mean, this is the next level of refinement. And I could actually blame them. But I realized in that, is that I left it to them and they don't have the skills or the capacity or the even the, that's my skill set. Like what the hell am I leaving it in their court for? So my responsibility was to actually own that, have a conversation with them. And often it's just about communication. My point is this, is that I could have been a victim to that. Oh, the managers and those, that staff and those supervisors, I'm geez. And you know, like I could have been, But when I got on the call with them today, 
I went, no, you know, I got to own 100% of this. And where wasn't I communicating? Because one thing I am good at is I know where they're at. I know these personalities. Some of the staff have been with me 15 years, 20 years. Like, I know their shit. So it's like, but I chose to ignore it. And it kind of started to bite me in the ass a little bit. But the point is this. It didn't because I nipped it in the bud and I had a meaningful conversation with that team and we put in the resolution, but I could have, oh, I could have been so easy a victim to that. Well, you know, the, the other side of that is, is what do we choose to avoid? And when I look at the, you know, the global scale of what's happening in the world right now and what we're choosing to, to, to address, what we're choosing to avoid, what we're choosing to believe. And then we find a, a, a swim lane that we stick in. Mm. Right. And you stay in that swim lane and everything else. I'm a hero in that swim lane and everyone else is the villain. So I have to defend my swim lane. I have to defend my decisions. I have to defend who I am. And that to me is the difference right now. But what you're saying and about what I'm seeing in the world right now is that, you know, I'm dealing with people who are really, really committed to their victimhood and to having something outside of them be a villain. And to me, when I'm working people with people through that actual process, it is it can be extremely painful. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to step over how painful it could be when you bump up to the fact that maybe you have actually been making decisions to keep yourself in the cycle of being a victim to whatever. You're just a new victim. Was it the economy last year? Was it the uh, real estate market the year before? Was it the virus this year? Is it your mother-in-law next year? You will just take, and, and I'm watching a pattern with so many clients, is they just take one villain and then they deal with that one and then they just replace it with another villain. So there is a commitment that many people have to the hero's journey where they need to be the hero all the time. And if they're not the hero all the time, they don't have an identity. So if you're, if you're, if you're committed to being a hero, you have to, have to, have to have a villain. Oh, boy, that's a big one. Well, you know what that brought up for me right now is... A podcast for the Everyday Millionaire that I had with a, a guy by the name of Emil Studham. And Emil is a guy, an Aussie. You guys are going to love that podcast. Anyways, he is a very, very accomplished. And he tells a story about when he was on Dragon's Den and the product that he released or his service. It was really, really cool. But in all of that, he actually shares... Uh, he didn't share it in the same context as we're doing this, where he was that victim and then he had a mentor and he busts through it. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is kind of history in that regard. But, you know, to your point, he was always given what he was doing, you know, as Aussie footballer and all the stuff. It's just, it's just a cool story. And, but the point is, is that he had villains and then he got a mentor and it, change the game for him and it's such an interesting okay i don't know when i'm releasing that podcast i have no idea what the team's got going on but it is so cool i had so much fun with him plus he talks like an aussie so it's you know it's it's cool he's got that accent. well what i'm hearing you say too is that he found out that he was identifying his own hero's journey and said okay well i'm done being a victim i'm done being a victim is oh, and that's the most powerful thing in the world, and it's a, both a blessing and a curse, is what I've come to. Is I don't have any victimness at all left in me, and because the first thing I do when something when shit hits the fan for me, the first thing I do is go, okay, how did how the hell did I do this? How the hell did I create this? Because I know I'm always at the source, and sometimes it's really apparent, and other times you got to dig into it, and and sometimes it's you know a historical thing, something that you did 
months ago or even years ago. I mean, I think about things that I'm still paying the price for, decisions I made years ago that are actually coming back to haunt me and uh, even to, you know, currently. So it's like, hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but also the level of of how you're blaming yourself is that you know the 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 I, the line I love that we learned at Hoffman is that everyone is guilty, nobody's to blame. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? If we once you get once for me when I got that, you know, we're human and we're having a human experience, and as we you know as we grow and as we elevate and transform and maybe get to a, a stage, if if self actualization is truly a goal for me, it is. I don't. I pretty much think that I'm never going to get there because I keep bumping into you know myself and and my ego, and that's a whole other podcast, I'm sure. But if we're just committed to the journey and understand that it's going to grow and elevate as I grow and elevate. And I'm going to, I've committed to, and this may sound weird, but I've committed to no longer putting people on the pedestal called villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to quickly learn from anybody that I accuse or charge as being a villain in my journey. Okay, I want to clear something up. I think it's important. Is that actually, there is villains. There They're are true villains, villains, but no, but no, but there are true villains, but we let them into our life. We allow it and you got to gas them. So the point is this, is awareness is a blessing and a curse because then when you are aware of it, you've got no excuses. So in other words, guess what? You've got a villain in your life, clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually if it's... It goes back to the courageous conversation. And values. Right. But, well, that's just a way of having the courageous conversation. You know, it's like your values are different than my values. You're not wrong. I'm not right. But we don't align. Take a hike. Yeah. Right. So and I, and I, I mean, that's always my blunt voice. But I'm not what I'm saying is this is that we these are the things that we need to clean up. And we have villains in our life that we don't have to have, but we hold them as villains and we stay in the drama of it. We stay in the charge of it. Every day it's another conversation. Oh, it's hugely sex. It's, it's sexy. It's addicting. Well, it is. And then it's an excuse. It, it becomes an excuse of I'm where I'm at because of them. And I had no choice. And I, I had, had no to choice. make this decision because. Because. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Oh, oh man, that's a tough one. Okay, so... We can't be a victim to it. And yes, in those scenarios, that could have happened. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. Courageous conversations are the most effective way to eliminate. And they're uncomfortable and they're difficult. And the best opening line I've ever had with that is, you know something? I have to have a very courageous conversation with you. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. But this isn't working for me. And here's what's not working for me. So these are things that we have to discuss. So that part of I can get really fired up about because I've had those conversations many times. So the point is this, is don't be a victim. There is opportunities for you to grow and get out of your own way. The first thing is awareness and to understand that where are you making excuses of other people? Where are you avoiding a courageous conversation? Where are you stopping and making excuses for not living and being the person you want to be or not living the life you want to live? So anything you want to add as we wind this down? 
Well, I think it's always thinking the villain is somebody or something outside of us. And sometimes we're our own villain. Oh, I totally And yeah. when we're our own villain and there's a, that humility when we identify that, that kind of stuff shows up for me in my journaling. It shows up for me when I'm having truthful conversations with, you know, the people around me of like mind. You know, I just know that with my chosen family and the people that support me and support us is that we're being constantly reminded that we're not victims and that there is really, if we're going to choose a villain, choose one that's going to elevate us. You know, it's like a chunk of coal, you know, a chunk, a diamond. No, a diamond. It's like just, a diamond. It's just a chunk of coal. Chunk of coal put under a great deal of pressure. Oh my gosh. And sometimes that, you know, See, pressure that, is the villain. That's why I'm a diamond. And because oh, that's what he says. my beautiful wife, Stephanie, put me under a great deal of pressure. Ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure. I hope this has been a, a impactful and effective for you. Please share. Give us your feedback. CEO at raincanada.com. CEO at reincanada.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We do take that input, uh, that uh, feedback. feedback. And we actually, we've been getting some great feedback. So thank you for that. But please remember to share and put it out there and ask questions. And we want to engage with you. And if you're interested in more, uh, let us know that too. CEO at reincanada.com. CEO at raincanada.com. And we will respond. And uh, Stephanie, as always, thanks a lot. This has been uh, an interesting podcast. And challenging. And I, I invite anyone who was able to stay with us this whole time to just really allow the challenge to land. It's, it's a fun one when you get to it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.